0: Hi, my name is Moses Sibanda. This is my national team player, and you're listening to Maxed Match. And, and now, Capital
1: 263. Hello, good day. Um, welcome to Maxed Match. I'm out here with the crew in the studio. My name is Josh, aka At Six Legend on Twitter, and please follow my at Maxed Match on Twitter, Maxed Match on Facebook. Like the page, uh, follow the tweets. And we've got some interesting content all the time for you. And today, as we promised, that all year we're bringing bangers after bangers after bangers. We have another great one in the studio for cricket fans, as we promised. So please, please, do give us a listen. And I'm here in the studio. I'm with Shingi
2: and Lizwe. Shingi, how are you? Hi, Josh. Hi, Lizwe. How are you guys doing? All All right. Slim Sam, you look happy, bro. <laughs> it's crooked. I'm always
3: happy. You know this. I know. I know you love it. Yeah. And Lizzo, are you good? Now, I'm like, uh, how's it going? You don't sound as excited, Josh. Yeah. I'm shocked, man. <laughs> no, I,
1: I'm, not, I'm not as excited because um, our guest has already said he's not going to pull a C-print, which just disappoints <laughs> you. <laughs> so but yeah, man, I'm all right. I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you
3: Just be ready, you know, just like you used to hit those pull shots for sixes Just be ready for a banger out of the blues
0: <laughs> And that was when I was young, so
1: <laughs> And yeah, speaking of our guest, uh, cricket fans, as we promised We have, I'm pretty sure you've seen it on our, on our social media pages We gave you the opportunity to post questions to this guy And he's here in the studio, as we promised We've got uh, Zimbabwean cricketer Vusi Sibanda in the studio Vusi, how are you, my guy?
0: i'm okay, good, josh thanks a lot I'm yeah welcome fun. to
1: maxed match cheers thanks and, and we're hoping your inner superman comes out <laughs> <laughs> at some point during the interview yeah man and um vusi
2: yeah
1: how is it being a zim cricketer and we we, we, we have no idea how it is, how it
3: is so <laughs> we just want to get a feel yeah. of what it feels to to play cricket for international country how does it feel uh, uh, just, just before you go on, I'm wearing the Zim jersey right now <laughs> no, <that's good. laughs> that, that I got from Raza. And, you know, the feeling is amazing, but I'm not even on the field. So how does it feel to be on the field representing Zimbabwe? Yeah,
0: um, it, it's a very good question that a lot of people would want to know exactly how it actually feels. Um, to be quite frank with you, it's, um, it's an honor to start with, representing your country. And being on national duty, it's, um, it's an amazing feeling. I won't even lie. Um, I started off... Um, playing for Zimbabwe when I was about 12 um, all the way through all the age groups up until under 23 and then all the way to the national team so the feeling itself is it's amazing that's what everybody dreams of you know you all want to represent your country so um I can't express how exactly it feels, but it's an amazing feeling to be able to represent your country, and obviously putting on the reds and uh, that have, having that badge on you—it's it's an amazing feeling. Uh, do you used to shed a tear when I uh, singing the national anthem? Only when I got out.
2: <laughs> but,
0: um, I mean, it, it, you obviously get goosebumps when you sing the national anthem. Uh, when you're standing um, in front of the you know the crowd, I remember the first time uh, when I felt really passionate in the oozing out, you know, that age of wanting to do well, 2004 in England when we were playing the ICC Champions Trophy, that's when I really felt the passion actually oozing out of me. So that feeling in itself, it's wonderful.
1: Yeah, so you spoke about how you started playing for Zim Cricket when you were 12 and you moved through the ranks and so forth. How smooth was that transition from age Group group to age Group? Because one of our primary concerns is the selection process and are we doing enough for youngsters to grow up up the ladder in, in cricket? So how do you feel that process was smooth for you or rough? And do you think that process is still being held up to standard today?
0: Um, back then, uh, when I was younger, to be quite frank, um, it was it was pretty smooth, you know, in the sense that um, Zimbabwe cricket would put everything into the development um, of the game and also spreading it throughout the com- um, the rest of the country. and. Um, Obviously, you would, you would have to fight for, you know, to try and uh, do well and be recognized as well as a younger player. Um, I remember they, they had so many programs in place uh, for the younger guys, junior schools and the lower density as well as the high density areas. So it was um, pretty easy for Zimbabwe Cricket to recognize the younger guys that are playing in the, in the high density areas um, coming up, um, trying to, you know, scout the talent from then on. And I think... That's where we all came from. That's myself, Putin, the table Hamilton, Stuart, Matsikine, and the likes. Um, many others came through those ranks. Um, nowadays, it's um, it's a bit of a struggle for Zimbabwe Cricket, even though they're putting in an effort to try and develop the game throughout the country. Um, obviously, financial challenges come into play, but I would like to think that they're putting so much effort into it. Okay, so did you
2: come from the famous Takashinga or You played somewhere else when you're coming up?
0: I played um, when I started off. It used to be called Winstonians. Um, When it then changed to Takashinga, I was still part of it, yes. And then I moved to older. And so up until now, I'm playing for older. And so talk about loyalty. I think I'm actually quite there. So I haven't actually played for it. (laughs) Mm, Okay, the reason why I ask is when I talked
2: to the other guys, they told me that in terms of technique, you're probably one of the best of our generation. In terms of the technique that you have, so is it coaching from a young age or
0: just naturally just came to you the technique? I don't want to sound arrogant about this one, but um, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> it's um, okay to sound arrogant. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, I've heard that a lot from a lot of people um, that have seen me play. Yes, technically, um, it's one of those things that you try and hone um, from a young age. Uh, to develop that, develop that skill because I mean it can be quite challenging as you go up the rings so it becomes more difficult as you grow um, basics are the key to the key fundamentals when it comes to cricket so i mean i 'm glad and always will be to hear that um, my technique is one of the best in the country so Yeah, um, (laughs) it's it's obviously, you know, exciting to hear you guys saying that I've got one of the best techniques.
2: Okay. Um, Also, as I was talking to guys, they used to talk about um, when we were growing up playing cricket, we didn't have enough equipment. So sometimes the technique would not be there, let's say, in terms of like playing the short ball, because sometimes we didn't really have helmets and things like that. So do you really think, because I've looking at the game, in most of our players, short ball we struggle. It's like we can't play the gym music when it comes. So do you think it's part of, you know, the
0: upbringing that we really cannot play the short ball? Um, it's a good question. Um, the way I would look at it is that um, the way we were brought up, um, it was very harsh um, conditions that we used to practice it. Uh we never used to have all the good facilities to practice on um yes the the equipment itself it it is expensive and you find that there are a lot of disadvantaged kids that are able to reach out or have access to the to the equipment and um so they try and make it easy for them when it comes to practice so you practice the the full balls where you know you in no danger of actually getting hit or you know getting injured but um, it's no excuse though. Cricket is different to football where you can just, you know, pick out a young kid from the streets and um, you know, you pick out the talent and you're like, wow, okay, he's good. They put him, put him on, the, on the field straight away and you'll be able to adapt to it. But with cricket, you have to practice and invest so much time, um, so many hours. We, we say for you to get to your peak level, you, you would have had to spend at least 10,000 hours practicing and practicing. Um, that's, how, that's how you get good at it. So that's cricket for you. So coming from a very young age, why are we not so good at playing the short deliveries? Um, it's, it's best suited to individuals. Um, I would say, yes, practicing it will make you perfect or a better player to actually be able to, to, to play that delivery. But I wouldn't say that majority of the players, they're not good at it. It's, it becomes more of a mental issue than anything else. Um, to be able to play it, I, I, for one, I can only speak for myself, really. I can't speak for the ones that I can't, that, that find it very difficult to play their short deliveries. I used to back myself, and I still do back myself now. That if you to it there, I'll put it away. Just so that you don't it there, because, yes, it, it can be a delivery that, um, you know, you, we don't like. Yeah. Um, to face a lot of the times. So if I put it away once, I'm expecting you not know, to be bowling a lot of balls there so we can play around where I'm more comfortable. So it becomes more mental than anything else. All right. uh, you speak about the
3: individual um, effort, putting in the hours, but how much does coaching play a role into player development?
0: Um, Growing up, you find that you get to um, Meets, meet up with a lot of coaches, different coaches, different philosophies that will be bombarded into you. Um, each coach that you get to uh, practice with or to you know learn from has got his own ways of actually coaching you as an individual. but at the end of the day it 's about taking in some and not taking in some of the stuff that you you take you hear or that one is bringing in. I believe that a coach can only give you ten percent and ninety percent is you. As, an individual, as a player. Um, so the 90% of it is more practicing and practicing what you feel comfortable with. So if you to talk about technique wise, um, I've got my own technique. Right, and I need to modify my technique. And how to do that is me understanding my personal game and making sure that I spend more time on the crease. How I get to score runs is entirely up to me. The coach himself can only bring in his own ideas on how to actually spend time on the crease or possibly play on certain conditions or maybe how you could attack certain bowlers or as a bowler how to actually bowl to certain bat- batters or bowl in certain conditions you know that's where the coach comes in as for you to try and adapt to those conditions it becomes more mental than how much actually you want to do well it's that hunger in you as well
3: okay uh, i brought up, i brought that up because there's been some criticism over our Zim cricket side coaching department, mm-hmm. uh, both the batting and the bowling. We've seen Dini being um, excused from his contract <laughs> <laughs> after a two year period. And uh, however, you know, uh, on social media, because we are fans and we talk and everyone's not pretty chuffed about our batting department, say, if we could let go. why is Kluzner still uh, working with the side, in the technical side, if we haven't seen in quotes uh, the progress that we should expect?
0: Yeah, um, you see the thing is um, obviously Results are what people want, good results, and not just bad results. Um, If we are out there on the field, you're expecting us to produce the results that you actually want. We, let's not forget that we are also in the industry of entertaining the fans, entertaining everyone. And failure to that, a lot of questions will come on board. Is it the coaching department? Is it the players themselves? And as a player, yes, you can always throw it back onto the coaches and say, oh, no, it's they told us to do that. But at the end of the day, we've got to take the onuses off, you know, that we got it wrong today or we are just not good enough. Um, as Fontini, what actually happened, what transpired then, I'm not actually quite sure. But to be honest, from me, I've had a good stint with him as well. I think he's a good individual um, as, a, as a person. He brings in a lot of enthusiasm in the team. Um, he's got his own philosophies, like I said, um, I did mention also on Twitter that um, and then somebody came out at me saying, why would you mention the fitness side of things? And, <laughs> and I said, you know, fitness itself, I don't think it, it was never a problem for us um, players, because if you ask us to go for 17Ks, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. But we need the skill level to be, to be up there, to be able to, to cope with at the, at the international level. Is it there? That's what people are asking. So it's a matter of actually spending more hours and hours, you know, trying to get it right as, you know, for in- individuals. Then the coaches themselves will help you um, better your game. So it's, it's up to each individual to try and uh, spend more time, invest more time in their games. Um, let's not forget that, yes, the coaches, they do play a part, but it's not entirely their fault when one does not produce results that people want.
1: Yeah, and um, speaking of uh, results and production of or lack thereof, the recent Tri-Series was, I think, in many ways a summary of the way our cricket is. One day we come out, we set out 290, we win the game. The next game we can't, we barely, we can't get past 139. Yeah, at least, at least we were so spot on with that prediction. He said, um, June, yeah. June, <laughs> said, that was they're going to be pulled out and <laughs> yeah. they did. So why, why do we blow hot and cold? Because we're giving these good performances one day. Our best winner, are are there, they're giving uh, our bowling attack uh, performs uh, quite well. The next day we can't get one, 125. What, what goes on? Why do we blow hot and cold? Why, why do you think we blow hot and cold?
0: hunger for success to start with. Um, it's it's a question that we always ask ourselves. could it be the complacency that creeps up in the team, or not? It's a different story. But um, you know, if I if I'm to be brutally honest, you know, it's um, we shouldn't be happy with mediocre performances. Thank you. Know? you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when I do, if I do well today, uh, I get my. Eighty, hundred today, and I'm, I'm chuffed with my performance today. Somebody also is going to try and compete with me, um, you know, that, okay, fine, is done well today, so tomorrow is my day, as opposed to actually relaxing and then think, oh, okay, now we've got this, because it's a funny game, what happened yesterday, it's all, it's all gone, so we're going to try and refocus again and, you know, try and take each game as it comes, you know, it, because it's never going to be the same as to what it was the day before, so, it's that mediocre performance that we possibly be might be happy with at that time and then we become more complacent and not be able to produce the same results. so you talk about consistency that's what we need and that's why i said it's the hunger for success that we actually need if i could say maybe it's a culture that we, we have developed and that needs to change amongst us as players and it has to change quick because we you know um, a lot of us, I would say we're also exiting out, and if we, if we feeding this to the next generation it 's not going to be good, um, goodness knows what 's going to happen next yeah and and speaking of that, you're speaking about complacency
1: and the hunger for success. do you think this is an admin issue? Or is it just a mental issue for the for the players? Because I have a question here from, from Emmanuel Chaks on Twitter. We had asked people to ask questions they I don't know. And he was asking, is it the staff or the players? And do you think the team needs new blood or reshuffling? And that also comes into this to, to ask the complacency, do we need to bring in new players? are we doing enough to bring young players to challenge for these positions because that might be another issue are we doing enough to bring in new players our selection process how how is that helping the team because sometimes some fans feel like they're untouchable players in the team is it a question of that people are comfortable they know i can score 10 and i'll still make the team next week is it is it
0: is that one of the issues Okay, um, I think there's about four questions there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I'm pretty
1: sure you've got all of them. <laughs> I hope so. Um, okay, I'm gonna,
0: I'm gonna try and break it down. Yeah. Um, the first one is: Is it the admin? Yeah. Um, or the is it the admin stuff that makes the players uh, play in there? Yeah. Manner? Yeah. Uh huh. I'll, t- I'll start start off with that. Um, it's easy to blame somebody. Yeah. If you're not it doing is. well. Yeah. Um, as well as the fans. I mean, if I'm to do well today, people will remember, you know, very little of it. But if I don't do well, people are quick to judge and you know, ponder on the things that I've done wrong. So the admin is on their own. The players are on their own. Yes, we as players, we expect to be handled in a certain manner off the field. We expect certain things to be done um, off the field as well. So just so we're happy when we walk on onto the field. But bear in mind, when I cross that boundary, I'm not thinking of what's been happening behind me, whether I've been paid or whether they I've got I, I've had balls to practice with or not. It's a different story. When I walk that walk across that boundary, it is me. I'm by myself. So. I know that people are watching and I have to produce the results. So that's no excuse whether the admin they doing their part wrong or they're doing their part right. We have, as players have to consider on our game to make sure that if we want to fight on our case, whether it's got to do with the, the stuff or the admin or whatever it is, I've got I've got a leverage to, to stand on. So I can't stand or sit here and say um, the admin has done their part, that's why I'm not playing well. Or if you look at the recent series, uh, the tri-series and say, well, is it because the, these guys have problems with the admin or something like that? No, they are out there playing and they should produce the best results they possibly can. If they want to fight their cases, whatever problems that they've got, then walk off the field and then fight your cases. And then the second question was, remind me again. All right, I was asking our selection process, do you mm-hmm. think it's helping the squad?
1: Are we doing enough to let new players challenge for positions in the national team or the complacency can also be a result of certain players or maybe individuals knowing that they're guaranteed a sport no matter how bad they perform or no matter how good somebody in the
0: local league performs it can contribute as well i think uh, because we if you look at it in this um this perspective that we do not have a big player base in zimbabwe we've got a small pool of players so you find that um, amongst us, ourselves as players, um, there is a smaller group that you could actually say, okay, this will be possibly about 30 to 40 players. That you, got, you have to pick your best 11 from all your best 15 as compared to um, countries like India, Sri Lanka, where they've got millions of uh, players to pick their best 15. So, you you know, you, you have to pick out the best talented uh, player I'm talking about India you know it's 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 harder for them to pick 15 and it's easier for us to pick the 15 so uh, wherever that you know if you see a young kid or that's coming from you know high school uh, he's been scoring he's scored 300s playing schools cricket immediately you're going to jump off your seat and say oh no he's good enough let's have a look at him so you're going to throw him into the deep end Right, And then now all of a sudden he's playing international cricket He may not produce the results that you want But you know that he's talented Right, And then all of a sudden now you guys Everybody else, the fans Oh no, why are you guys picking this guy? He's not good enough No hang on, we've seen something that's good about this player But give him a bit more time So the only thing that I would actually criticise about the selection Is the consistency in keeping the same players Give them a good run in the international level For them to grow in it Right, because it's not easy. Like I said, it's not like football where you're going to pick out uh, players um, out the hat and say, no, he's good or something like that. You grow, to, you actually need to mature to play, to be able to adapt to that uh, international level. So it's not that easy, uh, if I can say, and I'm pretty sure a lot of people have asked me on this. So if I can give another example on that selection um, and being consistent with the same crop of players for a certain period of time, you look at Bangladesh themselves. Right. Um, I remember back in the days, Bangladesh, we it, it became like our second home actually. We used to play Bangladesh yeah. every now and again. Yeah. Right. And we used to we used to go through them like a joke. Alright. Mm. And they stuck to the same team for this is I remember Moshafi Mataza, he's in his seventeenth year now playing. Right. Apart from injuries, um and everything else. That was the only time that he you missed out. Al Hasan as well. You know, they've been in that team for 15 years at least, right? And whenever they get to change the team, it will be one or two players that they think they need to try a certain combination, but they will not get rid of their, you know, their core players. So each team has got core players, not to be complacent about it, not to say that, you know, um, have your core players and then get rid of them just like that. So if you want your younger guys to come in, right, your next crop, your next generation, you throw them in, right? but they, the core players have got to feed off their knowledge to the younger guys so they learn slowly and get in so that they're ready when the crunch time comes. So it's not a matter of throwing them into the deep end. When they crush, the belief in themselves is just going to shatter. And, they, and that's, that's how you see the, the most talented player not producing the results that you want. And confidence is all gone. And that's what you do not want. So the only critics uh, that I would put person on is, The consistency in actually maintaining the same team for a longer period of time for the players to actually grow and mature enough to be able to adapt to the international level
2: Mm, that's quite interesting because um as fans we talk Mm. and really we are harsh in our criticism Mm. so you give me the look like you know but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah
3: all right you talk Uh, a lot slim
0: uh, (laughs) come on (laughs) okay um, but, but I, I think I answered the two questions I don't know if there yeah, was two more <laughs> <laughs> oh did I cover all of them <laughs> okay. okay. that
3: but was now. a Cyprian moment <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the question really is do you think yeah. we as fans are too harsh on your players mm. um, you play two bad games fans are baying for your head we know we do that because we are fickle we are fans we just mm. want to win so do you think we as fans are doing enough to support you or even you know just be there for you as a team I mean, do we, are we there at the grounds for you? Are we cheering you on when you need it the most? Because you know sometimes when your head is down, and the runs are not coming, you might need the
0: fans. Are the fans on your
2: side? Do you feel well on your side?
0: Um, I'm going to take you back to the India series to answer your question uh, that we had here. And we got a hammer out of them, left, right and centre, actually. Um, they, on paper, they had a better side. And we did what we could... Uh, to try and, you know, play the best, to the best of our ability. And things just, just weren't working out at the time. And I remember the fans, they they got really harsh on some some of the younger guys, even to me as well. Um, I remember Team uh, he was fielding a fine leg or third man, I don't remember what it was exactly. Um, and they, the, the fans at the castle corner, they, they went hard at them. Um, some of them got personal. Uh, which I thought was wrong. Um, We we love our fans. We will do everything to make sure that we, you know, we entertain our fans. We do everything by that. Um, Whenever we disappoint the fans, you know, we also disappoint, to bear that in mind. Um, It's not nice to represent your country. You know that you national duty and when you don't do well, when you don't do well serving your country, you know, you feel let down, not only yourself, but the, the team and the nation itself. So when you get the critics coming, you know, get criticised, yes, we will take it in a positive way, trust me. But when you get personal, then it becomes, you know, a different story. And I remember Timson, he, he hadn't been, he hadn't played a, a lot of games then, and the poor boy, um, he felt really shattered. He, he just didn't want to play the next game, you know, because he was so disappointed in himself, and the fans themselves went hard at him, he just... Do you know what to do or how to bounce back? And I remember saying this on um, a press conference that, you know, if you're going to go harsh on the players, please, you know, you might as well just stay at home. Don't do it. You know, because we're here for you and you're here for us. You know, we're in this together. Yes, we may have disappointed you today, but it's not like, you know, we did it deliberate. So, you know, we want to do well for, for ourselves and for you as well, and for the, above all, for the nation. You know, so yes, we do believe that the fans are there for us, and we also care for the fans and to make sure that we entertain them and we put up a good show. And not only to put up a good show or try and be competitive, but we play to win. In the event that we don't win um, and the fans are disappointed, yes, we do expect the fans to be disappointed and we do expect to be criticized. And all the critics, we take them in a positive way. But for as long as they stay um, cricket, Terms, it's all good, we'll take it with both hands, uh, but just don't go personal, it's just not right. I, I would like to think any <laughs> any athlete will, will understand that. Yeah. That is true. Um, talking about uh, international performances, we're
3: exactly one month away before about the first uh, warm-up matches for the ICC World Cup qualifiers. Um, Ireland, West Indies, Afghanistan are all coming down how do you rate our chances to get to that final and qualify for the 2019 World Cup?
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh, We we had to go there. No, no, no. Me me laughing. I I just saw you, you know, I could see the grin on your face. (laughs) (laughs) So what's going on in your mind? Um, I'm going to try and be positive, but at the same time, be honest. We do have a very good chance. So if you look at the, the the group that we're in, I'm not I'm not actually quite sure uh, who's in our group. But I know Afghanistan is in is in our group, and only two teams will uh, advance to the next stage, and only two teams will qualify. If I'm not mistaken, I think that is the setup. Yeah. Um. And in our group, we've got Afghanistan. Um, I'm not sure the other two who they are and then there's um, Ireland they need to qualify West Indies also need to qualify so they you know the odds you know will be it's either us uh, West Indies or Afghanistan or Ireland and all four teams expected to qualify no matter doesn't matter what happens our chances to qualify we have got to beat Afghanistan and Afghanistan are playing very good cricket at the moment and they're growing by you know by the day and let's be honest, do we have a good team to, to, uh, to be able to face up Afghanistan? I believe we do, talent-wise. And if you go man-to-man on paper, yes, we do. But my only, my only problem with that is we got a lot of players that, um, well, not a lot of players, but we got younger guys coming through that they're actually trying, um, trying out at the moment. And I believe that it's not the right time to actually try it out. We need the, the most experienced players right now to try and you know invest a bit more time in the game, play more games, so just so that we, you know, by the time the World Cup qualifiers come, we're ready to, to go. We hit, we're gonna hit the field running, right? But you've got guys like Blessing Zarabadi who hasn't got the experience. Brendan Mavuta, no experience at all. Ryan Murray, no experience at all. Um, the senior guys that are there at the moment, they're out of form. Brandon Taylor is not in form. Malcolm Waller is not in form. Hamilton, he's, he's good, he's been consistent of late. That's really good. Ryza's been at the top of his game at the moment. So those are the only two guys that if we don't get it right with the bat, we'll be in trouble. And if you look on the bowling side, um, Kyle Jarvis, yes, he's, he's been bowling okay, but not at his best. Um, And it's also, you know, if you are to look at it, um, look at the games that they've been playing in Sri Lanka, different conditions, and then coming back here, yes, this is our, you know, we're playing in our backyard, so we should actually do well, knowing our current conditions, but I will only look at it in, in the experience side of things, do we have the experience to actually cope with the pressure if our senior guys don't actually do well? That is the only question that I'll pose to the players that are actually there. And it's up to they, each individual to, to come to the party and make sure that they do well. We have to go through Afghanistan. They're playing good cricket. West Indies do defensive, a very good chance that we'll do well against them. Ireland again do defensive that we'll have a good chance against them. But we just have to make sure that we, give, we play on the pitches that will suit us, for us to have a better chance. And that is the question that I actually had. Yeah. Mm. I was just about to ask as well,
1: in terms of the the pitches selection that's been doing and which pitches have been approved, well, we don't have many pitches to to decide. But where do you think we would have our best chances, you know, given all the factors that Mm. you've given, uh, the guys that are not informed, the guys that are not bowling so well that might need the pitch to assist them in
0: a way, you know? Which pitches do you think would suit our game best right now? It's not a question of um, having our bowlers not bowling well. I think yeah. that our bowlers have been bowling well. Yeah. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a question of um, recognizing our strength at the moment. Yeah, yeah. What is our strength at the moment? And I, I, I would say it's we're relying on our spin bowling a lot more. Um, so if we, depending on who we're playing as well, if we're going to yeah. play against yeah, Ireland, yeah. then we're gonna, we have to prepare wickets that will spin a lot Because then graham creamer will come into play um sean williams if he's there if he's fit enough which i don't think he he will be um you will come into play raza will come into play our spinners will come into play a lot more so that will be our strength we need to like you've seen on the west indies series we played on spinning wickets and we did exceptionally well against them so playing against ireland prepare spinning wickets playing if we are going to play west indies prepare a spinning wicket. If we're going to play Afghanistan, do not prepare a spinning wicket. I would rather play on a fast and bouncy wicket. We fence our chances. Our batters play better when the ball is coming quick and it's got a decent bounce. Which brings back the question uh, <laughs> for playing the short deliveries. I actually think we're better off when the ball is coming quicker. Mm-hmm. as opposed to when the ball is coming slow. Mm-hmm. And um, if we're going to play Afghanistan, let's play them here at our sports club, where the pace is, is going to be there and quite a bit of bounce. I reckon we we'll do. Yes, they might have quicker ballers than us, but we'll play them better here if we, if we, than if we play them in Boloa. Okay, but the reason why I wanted
2: to ask is our last guest was talking about the fact that we do not really prepare pitches that are known. You don't know what home advantage is to us. Mm-hmm. It seems we prepare... A track, depending on who we're playing. Who are we playing. Usually, mm-hmm. it's just a flat track to try and not really get humiliated. Do you think we should start preparing certain conditions that will be known that when people come, they say no, it's them. Um, they're gonna have maybe a spinning wicket or maybe it's got a bit of grass, like the the test
0: wicket in South Africa, mm-hmm. the one that generated a <laughs> so f- much f- control. Yeah, yeah. that wicket was <laughs> terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but uh, you know, people want results. Any uh, out of yeah, uh, uh, a lot true. of test matches, yeah. right? And you have to prepare wicket that you guarantee to get a result. Um, th- that's been the biggest downfall in um, in ICC. Basically, that um, crowd attendance has dropped uh, dramatically over the years, um, purely because there's, there are no results, and that's what people want, right? Um, so preparing wickets that will produce results is, it's I, his I top think, priority, it's, yeah, yeah, I think it's, it should be the ultimate. And um, Knowing you know, the question about knowing our own conditions where people are starting to question, do we know our own conditions? I think we do know our own conditions. Um, we should. It shouldn't be it shouldn't be a question really, to be honest. We playing them, we practising them every day in, day out. Um, is it because we're just failing to adapt to the, to the conditions on the day, or maybe we're just uh, playing against the teams that are better than us? That's also another question that could be posed onto the players, onto us, really. But I would like to think that, um, like I said, it has to be a tactical move um, as to when we play. And if we say that we're going to play on a spinning wickets, then let's been a month practicing on a spinning wickets. If we say we're going to be playing um, <clears throat> Afghanistan on a quick and bouncer wicket, let's prepare the, those wickets for, that, for the month. And so just so that when, when the time comes, we're best suited for that particular wicket. But you find that we don't get to play a lot of games. We don't, like now, a lot of players on a break, yeah. right? But there's no cricket going on at the moment, so possibly because the priorities is on the World Cup qualifiers coming. So most of the grounds at the moment, they are being prepared for that. But we can understand that. But at the same time, uh, we need to be playing games. Um, who knows what could actually happen to the national team? Five guys could actually break down. And if the guys that are sitting at home, you don't want to get a shotgun, get a call, and say, hey, listen, come over and play. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go, you know, they've, while you've yeah, been sitting been at home. Playing, so we, yeah. need to, we need to be playing consistently for you to see your graph actually going, just so when you hit the international level, you know where you're at. And um, if you're talking about understanding the conditions, it's not that in, as per se, but guys need to be playing consistently. Um, looking at our
3: group, we have Afghanistan, uh, Scotland, Hong Kong, and uh, the runner-up in the Division Two qualifier. So that group looks sensible. I think we should progress to the Super Six, mm-hmm. but it's you know coming out of the Super Six that's going to be challenged. Uh, Zimbabwe play all their group matches at Queen's Sports Club, as you are mentioning, and they're going to play Afghanistan for the first time there uh, in at Queen's Sports Club. Um, next week I'm sure we're playing Afghanistan again yeah, we we already, yeah, yeah, we we're already tour. yeah, yeah. we Afghanistan yeah. so it's going to be interesting my take <laughs> I hope we get to the final I pray we get to the final but it's really going to be down to the performance of our key players. I believe it will. Mm. I believe will. Yeah. it's yeah. the hope that kills. <laughs> you always, you always say. But you need you hope do you. Yeah
1: you do.
0: You, you. Yeah, I've just i just his line. Hope yeah. you <laughs> gonna come
1: after you too. negative.
0: <laughs> you see the only thing I would actually say is that um, because they, we're playing in Afghanistan in Dubai um, in the next two weeks. Different conditions altogether. Yeah it's mm-hmm. hot, humid, flat wickets. It's different to, yeah It's not going to be that hot It's not going to be We're not going to be playing on those flat surfaces no, Yeah no. Right, so um, it, It's good as in game time Getting your legs going Getting, you know The feel of facing the bowlers And if you do well against them Yes You know, confidence-wise yeah. You're going to be above them Right, and I hope we do well there. Just so when they come here in our own background it's gonna be even better for us to yeah. perform. Mm-hmm. So it's yes, anyway it's it's good. But the conditions if you if you look at it in that uh, on that side of things, it's not gonna suit it's not gonna be the same as here.
3: Yeah, I was I was gonna talk about raised hopes actually, mm-hmm. because We got very excited when Jarvis and Taylor decided to come back. But since they've been back, it's been, you know, it's just been okay. Okay, they're back. They're great to have in the side. But really, we expected boom, boom, bang, you know, from Taylor as he was before he left type of thing. We expected Jarvis to be destroying the wickets the whole time. But it's been so-so. And going into... The World Cup qualifiers, you know, we're, we're all just fingers crossed. We are not really sure what's going to happen there.
0: Um, rightly, so, rightly so. I mean, as, as a fan, yes, I, I do feel for you that and exactly what you said, you expect a result straight away. Um, it's a funny game. And it, unfortunately, it was not to be. And if I can, you know, uh, tell you that counter cricket is different to international cricket there still is a gap in between. And they've been off international career for how long? You know, for at least three years. Brandon Taylor for three years. Kyle Jarvis maybe just over two years. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so to, to then come back in straight away, and then, yes, you expect it to perform. Um, you expect it to make a difference and make an impact in the, in the team. Um, and if it doesn't happen, yes, there's going to be questions being raised, you know, it's going to raise some eyebrows. So what difference is, is Was it going to make any or if we should have just kept the whatever the crop that we had. Right. Um, Javis, you know, playing counter cricket, I was going to say play, playing counter cricket is a lot different because you it's different conditions to, to international cricket. You're playing in different conditions all the time as opposed to being in England where conditions will suit him as a bowler. So as a, as a seam bowler, you, you will do well in, in England, give, give or take. Yeah. Right. And he's come back a lot more consistent in his bowling, that I can tell you. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, He, he does not give you that many loose balls, which is really good. Which is important he, as well. Yeah. yeah, which is really important. So that is a big plus for us, and we need that experience from him as well. Playing a lot of counter games, um, having that game time on him, that experience is much needed here. Amongst the players, the same is for Brendan. He had a good stint as well in the three years that he was in in, um, in England, and that that in itself, that experience is also much needed. And having him in the team is not only we, it's not only him or the performance that we need from him, but the presence of him yeah. in the team is just is needed. he's there. He's there, you know. And as a player standing next to him, you know that I can okay, find. Confident-wise, we've got Brendan Taylor, you know, yes, we expect him to do well. If he doesn't do well, then I'm going to do it, you know. Um, so we needed them back, you know, and having them in the team has got a huge impact, not only for the living that are actually on the field, but for the nation, even the younger guys coming up as well, not just to keep shuffling the players up and about and everything. It just doesn't help. But like I said before, as I alluded earlier, that you need to have your players give them a good run and brennan will come right i do i do have a good feeling that um you'd rather get it wrong now than get it right in the world cup qualifiers yeah, yeah true. right so true. it's possibly you know fingers crossed that you know this bad run that he's got is it's about to end now yeah <clears throat> right and then and you'll come right during the world cup qualifiers which we need him the most okay uh, <clears throat> so we as
3: josh earlier <clears> stated <throat> we opened up um People for people to ask questions via Twitter, and I should have asked this when we started uh, the interview, but uh, it's really based on the question, What have you been up to as Vusi lately? What have you been up to? And that question comes from Simba Magege, who says, uh, What are your future plans? Are you going to be a coach? And he says, Asante Sana. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, really, what have you been up
0: to, Vusi? We haven't seen you in the national colours. Um, honestly, like, you know, it's tough being an athlete. You do fall out of favour sometimes. Um, and that's, that's the case with me. I've fallen out of favour. Um, had my chances. I'm still playing, yes. Um, but not at the moment uh, because I picked up an injury. So I recently had a knee operation in December, so I'm off for some time. Um, so I'm off playing, I'm going through my rehab at the moment, um, hopefully I will get back into the team soon, given that I do score some runs and no one is going to ignore big unders isn't it? It's yeah. all about numbers, that's that's cricket, so that's yeah. just the reality of it. Um, given that I do well, yeah, I will be back in the team, hopefully that, that happens soon, while well, media going, going forth. Um, future batting coach (laughs) yeah um sorry things do change in cricket i mean in life i mean i've got my own uh, plans as well um hopefully not in the cricket um uh, field i would like to say Uh, i'm not going to disclose that at the moment but um if things do change (laughs) if things do change yes i mean it's it's an easy way to fall back onto because it's it's that's where my passion lies you know um at and it's easier for me to get back into that. Yes, I do have the credentials to be a coach, um, but I'm not looking at that at the moment. Yeah, um, because being a coach, uh, it's, a
2: <laughs> <much>. but, ooh, <laughs> it's got so much kid. pressure. Let's not even the lie.
0: Te- <clears throat> you know, the technique, the nice
2: technique that we admire, we want someone to pass it to the kids. So at least if you don't coach, at least get a bit of clinics or something like that. Just teach the kids mm-hmm. how to. You know, the footwork, the technique, because that can be lost.
1: Slim wants the technique. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm shocked. You see,
3: yeah, yeah. I'm shocked you're talking about uh, uh, pressure. You're an opening batsman, for Christ's sake.
0: It is different. It's <laughs> <laughs> different pressure. I can tell you that. It's different pressure. I mean, opening the batting, um, look, I, I, I like that, um, that adrenaline. Um, you know, starting off and setting off um, on a good start and everything. I don't like to sit and wait. And watch others go through all the troubles and everything. Because then I wouldn't know how to actually adapt to it. So that's why I opted to open the batting and go face it up, up front. That was me, and um, just having that adrenaline in itself, taking the first ball when everything is still fresh, that's that's me as well. I enjoy that. Um, but sitting on the sideline, I can't imagine what the coaches would be going through um, <laughs> if. You know, walking off the field, you've gone off on naught and your coach is looking at you thinking, geez what just happened there? Or, you know, the team is actually losing, you know, and you've got to answer all the questions as to what went wrong, how good is your team, did you make the right decisions and things like that. Um, it'll possibly come with time I'm sitting here and saying all of this who knows I mean possibly in the next couple of years you'll be sitting on the sideline and coaching the guys as well (laughs) you know and then you guys are going to come back and say but hey hang on do you remember saying that you don't (laughs) want to be doing this Mm -hmm. um Things do change. Um, it, it is up for grabs um, if, if it does happen. I'm not putting, you know, I'm not shutting the gates for that. Um, but I do believe that I still have a lot to offer on the field as a player. And um, as to what you're saying that, um, about the kids, technically, yes, I enjoy um, coaching kids. I still do that. Uh, I do that um, as and when time permits. Um, I spent a fair amount of time in Australia and that's what I did uh, when I wasn't playing. Um, It was actually a mandate for all players to spend time with the kids. It actually helps you as a player to be able to coach younger kids. Um, That's how you develop that technique, Um, even though coaching is a lot easier than what it was back in the days now. um, Because a lot of kids themselves, they develop the skill just from watching uh, cricket on the television. Um, and then when you get to spend time with them, the the child has got a, you know he's got his own technique already, and all you have to do is try and modify it. Um, but yeah, um, given the opportunity, and even for the people out there, yeah, I'm happy to do it. So, um, you know, given the time, you know, to spend time with the kids, I will do it. Um, great. Given all players available,
3: what's your starting lineup for our first World Cup qualifier? Yeah, yeah, on the sport. (laughs)
0: Right. (laughs) Right. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. I didn't see that one coming. (laughs) Did you see the look on his face? (laughs) I didn't see it coming to be honest. Um Um Have you got the 30 men squad? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Well just the starting eleven. Just the starting eleven.
0: Okay. Um Maybe, maybe I, need, I need a list so, so I can have a look at the team It might just make it <laughs> easy for me right. um, But yeah Hamilton um, Hamilton Who could be the other opener? Um, need it. I don't want to put him in the opening spot Because I, I believe he's a finisher he's, He shouldn't be opening uh, yeah, even from the onset, I mean, it's just it's because Vusi wasn't scoring runs, uh, and yeah. someone else <laughs> was not scoring runs. So, so, blame, blame so, so, so they had to, they had to yeah, try so somebody blame else. So I'd, I'd like to see him do the finishing job coming in at about seven, six, seven. Do that all rounder job. Yeah, uh, that's where he should be. Uh, Hamilton, um, I, I, think there is, um, there is a gap on number two, um, three. Craig Evan, he hasn't come to the party, but he's good. He's good at three. Four. Um, who's betting a four now? Taylor. Taylor. Yes, uh, Taylor, he's good there, four or five. And I'd like to see Sean Williams. Unfortunately, he's uh, he's out of there. He picked up an injury recently.
2: Yeah, because I was wondering, people were saying it's disciplinary issues, but
0: you're saying injuries. It so. had to do with that, to be honest. Uh, part of it, partially. Yeah. But he was due to join the squad uh, in Dubai now uh-huh. and during practice and then he picked up oh. a finger injury. So he had to do an operation yesterday, actually. Oh, oh
3: shame.
0: Yeah, but, yeah. so um, <laughs> <laughs> he would have been best suited at number five. Mm-hmm. And then uh, six, you get your Raza so you kind of, he's been doing really well yeah. uh five and six. Um and then Solly will come in at seven. And then you get your bowlers so Grima, Prima, yeah you know? eight, and then nine, um Jarvis. Um I'm not too sure when pofu would actually fit in, but yeah, Mpofu uh, if he's one of the options to Porfu should be, in my opinion, he should be used as a te- tactical move. Um, as to where we're playing, because he can actually, you know, let it go quick. So if you're playing on a quick wicket, then you've got your there. If you're playing on a slow wicket, he can also come into to play because he's, he does ball with slow balls, and those cutters can come into play. So depending on the feel of the day of uh, the coach or the captain, Yom will be there. Um, number 10? Is that...? Um, you got your Chitara, yes. Chitara, Chitara will be. Zarabani, yeah, I think, I to be honest with you, give him a bit of time. it's too soon for him. Um, he's a good baller, young kid. Um, that's your future. Um, what about um, Vittori? He's Vittori, it's exciting to have him back. Yes, he's been cleared. But uh, let's be honest you, When you're thrown Into the deep end When pressure kicks in You go back Your body will ask Itself to go back To what it knows best So, probably so I'll give him A bit, bit of time You know Get him to play In the A's, A team A lot more um, It's exciting To have somebody quick Yes yeah. But I don't believe it's the right time for him to actually be playing national team because if anything goes wrong, if he gets getting pumped, Mm -hmm. he's going to go back to what he knows best. And he takes one ball to somebody, you know, raise his eyebrows and say, hey, hang on, he's starting to throw again, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you don't want him to get cold. And then he's been asked to sit. Uh, I think if he gets another ban now, it'll be for a lot longer than that'll be And that'll be it for him. So you'd rather give him a bit of time, uh, work on his bowling get him to be a lot more comfortable uh, in his bowling, and even throw him into the Zime side when he's getting pumped and then the pressure kicks in, adrenaline kicks in, and then he still has to maintain that uh, uh, legal action. Okay. But, um, I mean, give or take. He might get it right. Who knows? So, and if he does get it right, good for us. Yeah. Um, and then you get your blessing. Keep him in the picture. I do believe he needs to be in the 15. Uh, Blessings, everybody He has to be in the 15. Get him to learn um, from the sideline. Um that's how you grow and um, that's how it is anywhere else in the world not just to, to throw them into the deep end because when the crunch time comes if he cracks under pressure he's not going to be able to perform at his best you know yeah. yes he's shown some good signs now uh, and unfortunately he's already in it in the setup but and you will have to adapt to it but um it, it was a gamble that they took with him and uh, it seems to have worked uh okay but not the way that I would say yes you know but uh, having him in the 15 he he has to be in the 15 and uh for for a good while like I was saying earlier give him a good run okay yeah Uh, I will not allow you to explain yourself because of time
3: but here's some of the names you've dropped from your side PJ's out Sean Williams is out Waller oh he's in the side Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) come on Uh, Waller is out Ryan Bell is out you know uh, so we've got a, a gap for at number two. <laughs> Did
1: you see when you said Ryan Bell is out the He's noted? He's like,
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. No. <laughs> the thing is, the thing is, yeah, you, you have to look at, uh, you know, who is he competing with? Yeah, he right. Yeah. He's competing with Sean Williams. Yeah. Right. Oh, left handed yeah. batter. Yeah. Right. Who would you pick? Sean sure. Williams. Sure, yeah. Experience well, is a better player. Uh, he's a lot more mature than Ryan yeah. Bell. Ryan yeah. Bell, yes, keep him in the 15 or the 16 or whatever. All right. In case if anything goes wrong, yes, you throw him in like what just happened. Yeah. All right. So it'll be a straight swap but you asked me if they're playing 11 yeah. Yeah. so that yeah. would be my playing eleven. but there is a gap on number 2 so yeah. if you want if anything have a left and right hand combination up front yeah. so you can throw in Ryan Bell there up front but whether he wants to do the job or not is a different story Yeah. yeah. and you talk about Malcolm Wallet to be honest he hasn't been at his best
3: um, far from it
0: oh, Far from it. <laughs> he hasn't been at his best. So. <laughs> yeah, man. So, to, to be quite frank with you, his job he, or his role is basically the same as Seconda Raza. Yeah. And Seconda Raza, at the moment, he's, he's playing really well. He's he, at the top yeah, of his game. The best player um, on our field, to be honest. Yeah. At the moment, he yeah. is, yes, and without a doubt. So, Malcolm Waller, I think he's just filling in for a gap that's, that has been created. Um, and you shouldn't be in the side, to be honest. That's my own opinion. They might just You know shoot me And say Well I didn't say that But I, I do believe That um, he's got no place For as long as Raz is doing well yeah. If Raz is not doing well Then yes Malcolm come back In the side Because you can tweak It a little bit The yeah. ball is offspin yeah. Right And then PJ He's a, he's a part time Wicketkeeper Alright And you, you, who is he competing with Brandon Taylor would you <laughs> think <laughs> there's a big boots to fill, well, yeah. I'd like to think, right? So he has to be he has to match with Brendan Taylor. But the only reason why he's playing now is purely because um, there is a gap. Um, it, it's a trial and error. The streak is looking for combinations that will actually work for him. Yeah. at the moment. That's that's why PG is actually playing. And not that to say not, not to say he's done he's, he hasn't done well or anything. He's done exceptionally well. But we shouldn't be happy with the mediocre performances that I've been talking about these 30s, 40s they don't win you games yeah they really don't so PJ he goes into bat at 7 or 6 or whatever possibly the game is dead right and poor boy you can't blame him yes you stay knock it around and get your 20 not out or whatever so when you look at the stats yes he's got his he's averaging 30 are good but at what stage is he actually playing is he actually going into bat you know that is the question Is is he is he having an impact on the team so me. So it's all about having the right uh, combinations. And yes, he's also another, and that has to be in the picture because he will be good for you in the future. In the future. He's, still, yeah. he's still very young, but you need your core players to do the job for you. Failure to that, you know, you're not going to win that many games. So your core yeah. players in the side that I've given you, that will be Hamilton, Raymond Taylor, Kyle Jarvis. Um, if Puff is playing, he's one of them, he has to lead the bowling attack. Chatara also has to lead the bowling attack. So those yeah. are your five core players you expect to perform. Raza has now become a core player because uh, he's been there for a number of years now, a couple of years, and he's grown as a player, as an yeah. individual as well. So now we expect him to also pull in, you know, the, the weight. Yeah. So that makes it six. You know, those are your core players. If those guys don't perform, then we're in the ditch. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, we've we've run out of time. We actually pushed it a bit, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't expect to do an <laughs> hour,
1: <laughs> but yeah, man. Uh, thank you, Vusi. It no was nice. good having you in the studio. Got oh, some okay. insight. Good insight. I'm sure Shingi is happy. Very,
2: <laughs> you know, very, very happy.
1: Yeah. All, glad right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks. All right, man. Uh, so that's it from us today. Maxit Match. Do remember to follow us on Twitter Facebook, Max at Maxit Match. Facebook, Maxit Match. And that's it from me and the crew. Until next time. Ciao. And, and now. Capital
3: 263.